transforming care through genomic medicine, personalized therapeutics, health services and outcomes research, and innovations in healthcare delivery. We're Children's Mercy Kansas City, presenting our audio interview series, Transformational Pediatrics, with host Dr. Michael Smith. So obviously prevention is always better than treatment, right? especially when you're dealing with type 2 diabetes. This is Transformational Pediatrics, the podcast from Children's Mercy. I'm Dr. Mike. Let's talk with Dr. Kelsey Halpin, a pediatric endocrinologist at Children's Mercy and assistant professor of pediatrics at the University of Missouri, Kansas City School of Medicine. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me, Dr. Mike. So what prompted Children's Mercy, you know, specifically the division of endocrinology and diabetes, to create a type two diabetes prevention clinic. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. So this clinic came about it about five years ago. Uh, the current clinic director, um, Dr. Union, and our division leadership they they put together this clinic just because we were having a growing number of kids that we were seeing being diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, uh, which is classically thought of as only an, an adult condition, but we're, we're seeing more and more of it in recent years. And just essentially the, the sheer number of referrals we were getting for children because of abnormal weight gain and, and concern for type 2 diabetes risk. Um, and so, you know, right now there's one in five kids in America that are categorized as obese. And so um, the things that go along with that, like insulin resistance, metabolic syndrome, prediabetes, uh, those are actually some of the most common referrals that we get to, to mm-hmm. our clinic. Um, but when we see these kids, you know, a lot of times we're seeing them for, for counseling and evaluation before they've had any sort of formal nutrition or lifestyle education and so so we would see them we'd refer them on for for a separate visit with a dietitian and, and those separate visits just require more travel costs missed work school burdens and things like that for the family and so really the this clinic was developed as a multidisciplinary approach with both endocrinology and, and dietitian services in the same day Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also incorporating social work if needed. And so it's just a way to, to sort of streamline the care for, for the patients and, and just seem like a good idea for, for our referring providers as well as right. for our patients to set this up. You know, it's, it's interesting, right, Dr. Halpin, that this is relatively a new issue that we're having to deal with. You know, I know, I don't know how old you are, but I grew up in the late 70s, early 80s, and I don't remember ever hearing of a friend of mine with type 2 diabetes. Yeah, there were a couple with what we called back then juvenile, right, mm-hmm. type 1 diabetes. Um, so we're, this, is, this is kind of relatively new that we're now seeing type 2 in, in younger kids, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and obviously it's it's kind of a consequence of higher rates of obesity in, in children um, in general. Um, but there's a lot about sort of this juvenile type 2 that we're seeing in recent years that, that we don't fully understand um, why it's happening so much now that we know it's it's related to higher obesity risk. But you're you're exactly right. You know, a couple decades ago, this just wasn't on anyone's radar. Um, you know, at Children's Mercy at our center, we, we follow over 2,000 kids with diabetes in general, 
I would say it's about 200 of those are are type 2 diabetes patients. And so it's certainly not the most common form of, of diabetes in kids, but we're still seeing it in substantial numbers. And unfortunately, right. the, the recent evidence coming out shows that it actually tends to be a little bit more rapidly progressive and severe than your older adults that get type 2 diabetes. So, so it's kind of a different different thing that we're tackling now. So, you know, back to the the prevention clinic, what types of patients are appropriate for uh, community physicians and healthcare practitioners um, to to refer to the clinic? Yeah, yeah. So we're really trying to prioritize those referrals of kids that are already starting to show some lab abnormalities. That, that suggests they have a diabetes risk. So whether that's their blood sugar is a little high, but maybe not in that diabetes range, they've already got high cholesterol or signs of fatty liver disease, you know, those kids that are in those high-risk groups. So those are kids whose moms and dads have type 2 diabetes or are racial minorities that we know are at higher risk. And so we're really trying to, to get those kids in. Um, we also kind of have a focus on very young children, so children under five that are struggling with severe rapid weight gain. Um, and because in that instance, they may be at higher risk for a underlying genetic or hormonal condition. And so really kind of a, an evaluation of that. If I'm being honest, this clinic would be helpful for, for any of the referrals that we see um, for for abnormal weight gain just to discuss diabetes risk. The tricky part is, is we get probably a thousand plus referrals a year uh, for patients or at least see a thousand patients a year for that. Um, And so we just based off time and space, we're, we're really trying to prioritize those children at highest risk into this multidisciplinary clinic. Um, And our website has, has the details as far as specific lab criteria and age and things like that. You mentioned um, earlier in our conversation about, um, you know, uh, a patient can actually see a lot of uh, professionals, um, health professionals at at one visit. How about if you walk us through um, what that first visit to the clinic actually, you know, looks like and what, what the patient experiences? Yeah, the first the first visit can be a little bit lengthy, um, just because that, that's kind of what's expected with some of these multidisciplinary clinics where you're seeing multiple providers. But we try and stream streamline it as much as possible. And so normally when they come, they check in just as they would for for a typical you know provider visit. But um, that we do have the capability, you know, when we're doing vital signs and things like that, we also have a very specific scale in the clinic that helps determine muscle mass, fat mass, um, which is not something we do routinely as part of our standard of care and provide some more um, data collection. But then, you know, depending on the flow, they'll either meet with an endocrinologist or a dietitian first. Um, and usually they're meeting with, with each of us for, for 30 to 40 minutes. So a pretty lengthy amount of time um, that they're seeing us. And our, our dietitians are really uniquely qualified just because they're, they're all certified diabetes educators as well. So they've already got experience with children who have type 2 diabetes. And so they're really able to sort of uniquely hone in on some modifications that the families can, can make to hopefully prevent that from happening. Um, so they'll meet with them and chat with them. Um, and then our role as endocrinologists is we're really trying to explain to families 
the the hormonal and genetic causes of of weight gain and the health consequences that can result if if we don't intervene appropriately. And so we're really doing our best um, with our specific expertise to help the families understand insulin, this sort of spectrum of insulin resistance, pre-diabetes, on to type 2 diabetes is very complicated. It's not just lifestyle, though that's the the cornerstone of, of all our interventions. Um, and so we try to help them see that there's a lot uh, that plays into it outside of that. Um, and also, you know, the families usually can expect if they haven't had recent lab work done, we'll probably recommend some fasting lab work be done at that visit or when when they can next be fasting. Um, mm-hmm. And we also, we, we are pretty... Um, uh, proactive about genetic testing. So in those young kids, I was talking about those kids under five, or if we're seeing children at high risk for diabetes that also have some other like uh, neurocognitive or developmental delays, we're, we're pretty proactive about sending genetic testing off for some syndromes that can, mm. can cause uh, that risk as well as those features. Um, and so that's kind of the first first full visit that they'll go through. If we encounter any sort of social or environmental barriers that we feel like are impairing their ability to to maintain a healthy lifestyle, we also have the option of bringing in our social workers um, to to meet with families as well. And after that first visit, the the follow-up kind of depends on how that goes, but almost all of our patients come in for at least a a three to six month follow-up where we can sort of see their progress um, just with counseling alone. And then at that point is when we may start talking interventions with medications and things like that if we're seeing progression of their lab abnormalities. So what's the, you know, when you look at the type of patient um, child you're bringing in, these are kids, if if I got it right, that are already showing some some changes, some abnormalities, whether mm-hmm. it be blood work, weight gain, whatever. Um, what, what ultimately then is your goal moving forward for this clinic? Well, I mean, our, our hope is obviously with all of our care is providing the, the best absolute health care we, we can for patients while providing convenience by allowing them to see, see us and a dietitian expert in a single visit. Um, we want to prevent the development of type 2 diabetes. That's why it's called type 2 diabetes prevention whenever possible. Though, though honestly, that's that's a, a big undertaking, um, just because like we've talked about, uh, the type 2 diabetes in youth uh, can be more aggressive, and, and we are limited by the fact that there's no FDA-approved drugs in children for, for pre-diabetes, um, so before you go on to develop type 2 diabetes. So, so this clinic, in addition to providing care and, and counseling and intervention for patients, it's really letting us standardize our approach and our data collection. And, and with that, we can really start digging into research uh, of risk factors for, for these kids who are progressing in effective uh, interventions. So as part of this clinic, we're already collecting outcome data. We're collaborating with with other areas at Children's Mercy, um, including our Genome Center and Precision Therapeutics, and trying to really understand um, some of these genetic uh, contributions to diabetes risk and also just strategies for, for enhancing the efficacy of our interventions. 
That's Dr. Kelsey Halpin. She is a pediatric endocrinologist at Children's Mercy. I want to thank you for checking out this episode of Transformational Pediatrics. Please visit childrensmercy.org to get connected with Dr. Halpin or another provider. Hey, by the way, if you found this podcast helpful, share it on your uh, social channels and be sure to check the entire podcast library for topics of interest to you and be sure to check back soon for the next podcast. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.